Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joined by the one and the only Mr. Derek Berry Jr. And just like last week, we have NFL coaching news. Jimmy Harbaugh is going to the Los Angeles Chargers. He is leaving Michigan. And you, we, in conversing about this before we recorded, we both said, well, you said it, and I agree with it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I said it. We called it. We kind of knew it was going to happen. So, Darren, I will ask you two questions. Number one, are you surprised at this? And two, do you think this is a good decision for Jim Harbaugh? Um, yeah, I'm not at all surprised. He uh, ended up going to the, back to the NFL. Uh, it, the it was written in the in the stones as soon as he retained an agent that had t- deep ties to the NFL and again, had yet to sign his Michigan extension that they had offered him. Um, and then, of course, you know, he had been interviewing at a few, at at least two places. I don't know if he inter- interviewed anyone else, but uh, over the course of the last, you know, week and a half or so, Atlanta being one, and uh, and of course, Los Angeles. And I, I thought something might have been a little sketchy, um, or, or something might be coming up when they were supposed to have a second interview with Atlanta, apparently today and or, or tomorrow, one of the two. And the headline came across saying that it was being po- postponed for now or moved for now or something like that. Like they, it was worded in an ambiguous fashion such that it could occur later. Uh, obviously that wasn't true. It was just not going to happen. No. I, I, so then again, that, that begs the question, is this a good move for Harbaugh? It's going back to the NFL. You've got Justin Herbert there, but you've also got an organization that, yeah, he played for, but an organization that has routinely fallen flat on its face at the most hilarious times for yeah. everyone not a Charger fan. The, the, team, the team has talent. So he's not, he, in theory, he's not going into some bare bones project. He's... But that actually might mean it's a tougher project because it's talent who has yet to be able to get anywhere with it. Maybe that was entirely a coaching problem, and he's the solution that can unlock that that door. Um, I don't know, but he he did everything he set out to do at Michigan. So at that point, other than defending, which you know I'd say hell run it back, but. Uh, uh, he did. He literally did everything he set out to do at Michigan. That was a th- <laughs> make them "quote unquote" relevant again. Win them the big, the Big Ten. Get out of the, the Ohio State rut. And win an Addy. <laughs> and in nine years, that's what he did. And I guess he just figured it was time to go get that Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I, See, I. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't. Sorry. I can't expect he's going to do that. But as far as whether it's good or not, I don't know. But I can see the thought process. I guess in his realm, I get his thought process. But I think I think this is a bad landing spot for him because how does Jim Harbaugh want to play football? Run the ball. We're playing good defense. We're going to win the game fourteen ten if we have to. The Chargers have a dynamic quarterback in Justin Herbert. 
We've had some good running backs, but this is the organization that's had Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, and the Don Coryell head coach uh, coaching offense with Dan Fouts. This is a passing organization. I, I really, part of me wonders whether or not Harbaugh is going to be able to come in there and change the culture uh, of the Chargers, or if it's going to, how much pushback is there really going to be? Because what, how he wants to play ball is almost a direct antithesis of how the Chargers have historically wanted to play ball their entire existence. And I just don't know how that's going to fly. I might be wrong. They might go 15-2 uh, and two next year. Who knows? But I'm just – I'm kind of – I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. And like I said, I, I'll miss him in college because I think the – Jim Harbaugh is fucking weird – came out in Michigan and it won't come out in, in, in the Chargers and I'm kind of disappointed of that. He's a lovable weirdo is what he is. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. But I can tell you one thing. I think I heard a massive jump. I think I heard a massive cry coming from about the uh, vicinity of Columbus, Ohio. I'm pretty sure everyone in Columbus is like, thank God he's gone. <laughs> we can beat Michigan. Although I will say this, if they lose to Michigan next year, Ryan Day is fired on the spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game's in Columbus. You lose to a presumed uh, a new guy in Michigan. You don't lose at home in that situation to keep your job. Not at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he's – he's. I mean, the, the there have been uh, immediate talks that it could be – what was it, the offensive coordinator that was – that filled in for him? Uh, yeah. That it could, uh, Sharon Moore. Yeah, that they could just straight up go to him. Uh, and frankly, why wouldn't you? He, he, yeah. he filled in and they still went undefeated and got a natty. So I, I feel like that was the, that's the obvious choice. Yeah, I, I agree. I really think what, why, why, who else would you want to go to? I have no idea. I, yeah, it is what it is, but I, I would, I would go. I, I would go with Sharon Moore. We're going to go now to the games that were in the NFL. Only four games. Of course, we know the divisional round. We're getting, we only have three NFL games left of the whole season, Darren. That's wild, isn't it? Very. It was like just yesterday we were talking about week one. Mm-hmm. We had such hope for the Patriots, and look what happened. Yep. Yeah. The Texans may have had a little bit of hope going in Baltimore, but that quickly got shattered as they got as they got round, uh, trounced. I tried to say routed and trounced. They came out rounced, uh, thirty-four to ten. Although I guess it was a rouncing. That's what we're gonna say. It is. I made a new <laughs> word today. I made a new word today. Uh, thirty-four to ten of the Baltimore Ravens. Were you surprised at that? Very. Uh, I definitely expected it to be to be closer, and well, for half the game it was. Uh, I didn't get to tune in to the first half, so by the time I, I was able to to start contemplating toning it on, uh, I checked the score, saw it was 17-10. I'm like, cool, this is manageable. I got distracted for like two minutes. I, it was a little more than two minutes, of course. And <laughs> next thing I know, it's out of hand. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not turning this game on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately did have the game on the whole time, and you're right. It was fine at halftime, and then the Ravens woke up. And I say that because that's exactly what happened. I kind of had a feeling that the Texans kept it. Like, I, this game went about like I thought it could, 
and I hoped it was going to be closer, but I kind of felt like the Ravens, having sat their starters against the Steelers, basically the starters were going three weeks without playing a football game. You were looking at, okay, we're going to knock the rust off in the first half. It might be sloppy, and it wasn't great. The Texans hung around. But once the Ravens got that rust off and kicked it into gear, it's like, well, they're off of the races. They're going to lock stopping them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the Niners couldn't, what the hell makes you think you can? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the the one big thing we learned about the Texans is that they, I think they were here to stay for at least a little while. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me lay one on you here. Texans is back. I'd like to think so. I think uh, uh, Texas is not, but the Texans is. Yep, the Texans is. <laughs> Speaking of being back, the Green Bay Packers are back. Uh, and that got proven uh, on Saturday as they damn near won the game against the Niners. That missed field goal, man, that really killed them. They had a 79% chance to win the game at one point, and they dropped to zero as the test time went on. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Did we learn more about the Niners or the Packers in that game in which the Niners won, won late? Well, this was the first time that Shanahan had won a game in which he was down by five points or more in the fourth quarter. He was 0-30 prior to this game. Uh, so that, that, there's a little something there. That, that's and in not just, it didn't just happen in the regular season, it happened in a playoff game where you need these types of of big time plays, big time moves, first time, you know, overcoming that type of huddle, um, exactly where you needed it to. Uh, and now you have Brock Purdy coming right back to the NFC title game in his second season, and he and he'll actually, well, we hope he'll get to play the whole time this time around. Um, because damn, they'll, they'll need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so Debo Samuel can go too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think if all signs pointing to, he should be able to, but they, I do understand they're monitoring it closely. Um, but there's also like, this does show something with uh, plenty with the Packers that they have, they, I think they have, they made the right move in having love and they had a lot of things go the way they needed it to, but they still got plenty to build on because, you know, nine and eight, you, you may, you, you, uh, you want to play off you know, game post Rogers um, and all of that. But they, I think, what was it? They, one of the coordinators, I think just left, I think, I'm, if it's an offensive me. coordinator, it's not a huge loss because the four calls the plays anyway. Yeah, hey, but I can't remember which. Can't quite remember, but um, but yeah, they've they've got plenty to build on, and I I think they'll they can get out of that the weird what they had been in, um, and I I think winning that game and getting there was enough, and they they'll they'll be on the up next year. They fired the defensive coordinator. 
Oh, that's right. They li- yeah. They they literally told me to beat him. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was I was half remembering. <laughs> they literally said, "Get the hell out of here, dude." Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's kind of surprising. I mean, you made the division. What more? Did, what more did you want? Mm-hmm. Oh well. That on top of uh, what was it, Vic Fa- Vic Fangio? Uh, yeah. Is it decided to dip out from a. Uh, and well, he didn't decide. He one was, way or the other. He, he he dipped, but I don't think it was really his call. Yeah, it was "quote unquote" mutual. Yeah, we we had, you means. and I both know that never <laughs> that never mutual is never mutual. It is the team told you to beat it. Yeah, and the marketing guy went, "Hey, write the press release the way I want to." Mm-hmm. Like, but so, I don't care what actually happened. Right, the way I we want don't, to. We don't dislike him enough to have to. Put the onus on him being fired. <laughs> we 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 just didn't want him here anymore, yeah. <laughs> and we want you guys to. Know it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's we don't dislike him so much as not as, so much as it is we don't want that reputation around the league as the team that trade up fires people. Mm-hmm. It's it's less of a we care about people. It's the people we're letting go. It's that we don't want to screw ourselves. People we're bringing in. That's my belief. My belief is also that the Detroit Lions are going to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1991 after they beat the Bucks 31-23 in Detroit. Darren, the Lions have won two playoff games this year. That is double the amount they have won since the Kennedy administration. Yep. So, what do we th- did we come here to praise the Bucks? From giving for really being in the game a lot more than what people imagine, mm-hmm. or do we just all want to heap all the praise on the Lions for going to the NFC Championship yeah. game and ride the bandwagon? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a half and half here because I, I would, I didn't expect the Bucks to to get to this point at all, um, because I was, my thought was, well, you know, they. They barely scraped by last season. In fact, I think what was it? Did they actually go eight and nine last season? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so they went eight and nine last season. I think that was literally Tom Brady's only losing season of his entire career uh, as a starter. Um, and yeah, you downgrade from that to Baker Mayfield. Uh, that was my thought the entire time. That there's 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 no way you improve. Uh, well, you know, I'd say a nine and eight's an improvement, and a playoff victory is an improvement. Um, as much as I hate to 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 put any praise to it, um, but like I said last week, in that I, I don't, I, I still, it, it still bothers me to put any praise to Baker Mayfield. But you can tell how much more he seems to enjoy being out there playing this season than he has in the last couple. And it, it just seems like him and the coordinators and that offense clicked in some way to get them there. And that, if that's any indication of where they can go, good for them. Um, and on that same, on that same note, ride that bandwagon for the lions, man. Like they, there's, there's nothing at this point. There's nothing more satisfying than a post-game speech from Dan Campbell. Uh huh. I want <laughs> to go through a wall satisfying. every time I hear him speak. Exactly. Not a damn thing more satisfying. 
Um, Did you imagine? I, 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 if they win the Super Bowl, man, I can't wait for that speech. Ah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's proven that this culture is is the way to go for this team, and he's got the everything in place to keep this team competitive for as long as he's there. Um, and, and and that rookie, the rookie class. I mean, let's just let's just say he can draft because yeah. it, it just about every damn one of the rookies he picked up this year has had some significant impact on this team. Yeah. Um. This is a point that I I, I believe I had heard. Uh, I think it was this week after the Bucks game. It may have been after the Rams game last week, but I know, and I know it's happened this playoffs. Did did Jared Goff in in getting the Lions to the NFC Championship? Did he finally prove that the that the that the Lions didn't lose that trade? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think we both were on the kind of the same page last week of that. Both teams won that trade, to be honest. It was a win-win situation for both of these teams um, and how it worked out. It, the, um, what was it? I can't remember. It was, um, obviously it was, it was the two quarterbacks, but I can't remember. Uh, did Detroit get, more picks out of it than the Rams. I can't remember how. Yeah, that... the Rams sent a lot of because that fed into the whole the Lions can draft. Yeah, that's right. So the Lions benefited in, in multiple ways for that because they got all those picks, and I think they still have like one more year or like a pick like next year or something associated with that. I think it's just one. I can't. I can't quite remember. Um, but either way, like they built. That gave them everything you need to, to build and and put this team in the situation that it's in now. Um, meanwhile, again, the Rams have a Super Bowl victory and and also made it back to the playoffs this year. So, despite having a rough start. But the Rams got a Super Bowl out of it. So they, de- they immediately are, are, are winners in that trade. But they both won damn near equally. Honestly, it might be the fairest trade in NFL history. Just, just might be, especially if they if the Lions come out and win a Super Bowl this year. Then, yeah, then it's hundred, it's fifty fifty down the line. You, yeah, you, like I, you guys, good. congratulations. Yeah, you think we're gonna get Dan Campbell to wear a shirt? This is fuck the draft. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Because, because the draft is probably what's gonna. If they win it, is is going to be a big part in why they won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll have he'll probably have um a, a New York style uh shirt that says "I heart the draft." <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I, I that would be great. That would be great. Uh, that would be great. I mean, tell me, tell me the the merchandise the merchandising opportunities there aren't immediately obvious. Instead of the heart, it's a lion. Oh, that's it. That's it. You know what shirt he needs, though, right? Hmm. He needs a yards don't matter shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he really needs that. We need to. I, I say again, we need to sell him like forty bucks a pop. Yeah, make him for like five. We'll make a nice, handsome profit. Yep. <laughs> we'll be in business. 
Speaking of in business, uh, the Chiefs are back to winning ways in the in the playoffs. They the first time in their Patrick Mahomes era, they go on the road the playoffs and they win. So let's we'll get to the Bills in a second, but let's just talk about this for the Chiefs. What is the bigger storyline here? That Mahomes went in and won a playoff game for the first time on the road in Buffalo, no less. Or that the Chiefs have seemingly figured out how to win again after, for the most part, this season looking like they completely forgot how to win. Yeah. It, it It's – I saw an article headline, didn't read any photo, but at all than the headline because, honestly, this one sentence pretty much explains it. They have an entirely different identity this year, but it's the, it's the exact same team, the exact same winning ways, just in a – just – they, they look different doing it. And I mean, I wouldn't have at all bet you that they would be making it to the AFC title game with the ridiculous offensive woes that they've had all season. I mean, they have literally they've lost and, and damn near lost other games because of the just absolute ineffective ineffectiveness of that receiving core. Um, yet here they are. Still being a, an absolute thorn in Josh Allen's side. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm with you. Uh, the, 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 the bigger thing to me is that, I mean, what you said, everyone wrote them off. Like they were like, they, they're going to go out. They'll beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins can't win a cold game, but they're going out in this round. And then all of a sudden, Oh God! Here they are in the NFC, in the AFC Championship game once again. They're becoming the next Patriots. They they do it like what is it? Four more years they'll have they'll have tied the Patriots record. Something like that. Yeah. In some like two to four year span, I can't quite remember the exact. Uh, uh, I can't time. either. But either way, yeah, they they've it, it, Mahomes has as a starter never not been to the AFC title game. <laughs> it's wild. The one um, when their season ends before that, he's going to be like, "What do I do with myself now?" <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? What? Eh? Anyway, so now we'll move on from the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the last year that Josh Allen isn't going to cost them a little arm and a leg. My, my boy eats up forty nine and a half, forty nine million dollars on the cap next year. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for you: Is this? Or was this the Bills' last true chance to make the Super Bowl in Josh Allen's tenure, at least for the foreseeable future? Honestly, all signs point to yeah. And you've someone's going to be a casualty in this in this cat battle, and it's not going to be Josh Allen. No, and in case you're wondering, a restructure you can't restructure the first year of a contract. They have to pay him his money next year. They have to. Yep. The, the the main thing, the main problem they have here is that quite literally a quarter of their contracted players for next season have a cap hit of greater than $9 million. I think it's really more close. Uh, 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 the cutoff is really more like 9.25. The point is... Uh, 9.75. A, uh, yeah, damn. It's even worse. So <laughs> yeah. you damn near ten million dollars for a quarter of your contracted roster, uh, and the cap space. Yeah, the cap space keeps going up every year, 
uh, what is it, 270 something this year? 240, uh, 270 something. Yes. In that line. Um, but to have next season, uh, let's just say 250 even, just a 250 flat, to have a quarterback take up 49 million, that is in one year, one player of 53 contracted players taking up a fifth of the cap space. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous uh, on any part, not just on for Josh Allen, but any part. You know how I said that they were like 40 million over when we talked about this two days ago? Yeah. They're 50 million over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking right at it. How the hell did they manage this? I don't know. Team cap space. In the red, $50.6 million. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Yeah, but, but someone's going to be a cap casualty. And one of the things that immediately points to it is one, there's been a, li- there's been a little too much drama one way or another, whether it's from him or his brother, but Stefan Diggs, he to me is the obvious casualty. Not, not whether I agree with it or not, he's the obvious casualty. And because I, I think, what, what was it? We had, he was something in the 20 million cap space or, or 15 uh, yeah. million. So uh, the, he has on the cap next year 27.8 million. Mm-hmm. And if they were to cut him prior to June 1, they would inherit $31.096 million in dead money, and they would add $3.242 million to the cap. The only way to get around it in terms of not owing him any money is to do a cut or trade post-June 1. That's the only way to get around to designate it. Because if you did that, if I cut June one, you would only have eight point eight million dollars in in dead money, and you would save nineteen and point oh oh five million on the cap. And then to trade post June one would be roughly the same. Yeah. So that's half your cap. That's almost half of your your over the cap space right there. If you save nineteen million dollars by trading him, that to me, sounds like the obvious move. The other big uh, way to save cap would be uh, to cut uh, Tredavious White. That would save you $10.2 million on the cap. It's a rough loss, but they here's the thing. They went all in, and here's the thing. If you don't go all in and you fail, y- you got to pay the pipe for some time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 all things scream. You don't have many more chances. In fact, this might have been your last. Before it's back to to mediocrity. Oh no, we years. suck again. Yeah. And so he, as much as you know, as as little as much as I don't have anything against Josh Allen and so and, and, and things of that sort, it's still the Buffalo Bills, and they're still an AFC East rival. So I will relish in their in their pain, misery. Uh, so, ha 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 I have nothing against Josh <laughs> Allen. I have a thing against the fan base. That's my thing. <laughs> Josh Allen, is a, I believe, is a good dude. But it, it, for the large part, Bill's fans aren't. So he, he, here's, here's the question. Uh, like there, there were talks, like comments over the week, over the weekend, like, oh, you know, 
people acting like it's Josh Allen's fault. Well, we, we, we know it's not his fault. But it, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I had it, and then you made a comment, and then I lost it. Uh, let's see here. How am I going to word that? Well, I guess, like, it, is it Josh Allen's fault? Like, like I mean, or, or are we going to look at it and go, well, it's not his fault, and he deserves to get paid? Well, I, I don't argue that, but is forty-seven million really necessary? I I feel like forty-seven million dollars. Like again, this is in general. He he's a skilled player, things of that sort. But the big but is that two years running, he has been on the top of the league, and near the top of the league, or actually the top of the league in turnovers, and you can't. It doesn't matter how effective anything else, any other part of your game is. You cannot be doing that. You cannot be putting your team in a situation where they have to make up for your mistakes that frequently. Yeah, it's a team game, and they're supposed to to do their best to make up for your mistake, as you are theirs. But when you're being paid nearly fifty, when you're going fifty million on the cap against the cap, you need to be making less of those mistakes. Yeah, and, and there's no indication to believe he will. Exactly. That That's the problem. That is the biggest problem that Allen needs to figure out. Now, he obviously did not cause that issue this week. He he was safe with the ball but and, and had a touchdown. But um, he, he also ran two touchdowns, and to my understanding, they were trying to get him to not run as often. Uh, and not... We, not only that, but they went down to like three linebackers healthy in that game. Mm-hmm. And what was the hardest thing about a, a, a cap that's uh, eaten up by one player? You don't have depth. Yeah. This was already not a, that deep a team. And now it's going to have it probably not be as deep going forward. Like they're really going to have to rely on their top line guys. And that could be a problem. I want you to t- I'm going to take it. I'm going to play a game here, Darren. I want you to guess of the of the uh, of the players I'm going to mention, which one has the higher uh, cap number total? Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Who has the higher cap? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say Josh Allen. Yes. Uh, Lamar Jackson's cap number is thirty-two point four million. Wow, he's making fifteen million less per year on the cap than Josh Allen is, and he will have been farther in the playoffs coming into that year than than Josh Allen is. And and he may have a Super Bowl ring. Now, I'd also want to be fair here and say that if the if the Ravens were to lose their minds and cut him, they would add. $112.85 million in dead money. <laughs> and to get, get, get ready for this, it would add $80.45 million to the cap. You would quite literally have to, like, get rid of – he would have to have committed a crime for, for, you, to ha- for you to be able to eat that up or, or justify eating that up. Yeah. And even then, you have a criminal – Entirely hypothetical scenario. Very clearly, even then, you'd have a criminal on your roster, on your paid yeah. roster. <laughs> it's like, well, you know. <laughs> uh, 
So yes, that is a cut pre June one designation for the for the Ravens. So yeah, don't go doing that. Yeah, not at all. But that proves something. Like that, that, that kind of makes you think. Gee, maybe Josh Allen's overpaid. Yeah, maybe just a bit. Maybe just just a little bit. Yeah, just just a little I bit. I mean, I I still stood by Lamar Jackson being overpaid, and that he very briefly held the record for highest paid player in NFL history, having only one playoff win coming into that. But that's neither here nor there at this point. And Actually, yes, it is <laughs> because that's bringing Ray right into our point here for the AFC Championship game. Who are you rooting for in this game? The guy who's making like half a billion and earning it, or the guy who, or the guy who decided I don't need no agent. I want all of that money, and took his team to the AFC Championship game. Um, who are you rooting for? You know, I I I, I dislike I, I as much as I don't want to see Kansas City make it back. And, and like literally, it would be wild to think about the fact that that they would be in back to back Super Bowls in like two times in the span of like what six years. Because Something they, like that, they, yeah. they won fifty four, came back in in uh, fifty five, and then won seven and would to come back and appear in fifty eight. Um, that I want to know when the last time that ha- uh, the, in history that happened to have a team go four and five didn't, years, but have both of those appearances be in, in tandem. Yeah, I, even the Patriots didn't yeah. do that. O- other than I guess the Bills doing four years and wasn't it the Bills that did four times in a row and lost yeah. all. Yeah, so I guess w- without without that being taken into account, but that might that's be still the last thirty time years ago. Yeah, that might be very well the last time this scenario occurred because it had to in the fact that they they went back to back to back to back. <laughs> um, but either way, wild thing about it. absolutely wild to think about. So the the absolute uh, chaos in me wants that to not happen, but at the same time, I'm just. Functionally less oaked by the by the existence of the Kansas City Chiefs than I am the Ravens for whatever reason, and it, so I'd be perfectly fine with the um, Chiefs making it back, but I would like to them to not win it. <laughs> you just want the last team to repeat with the Patriots forever. I also until the until the Patriots on, repeat again. Exactly. I'm also holding on to that last bit of hope that you know that that West one of the last things we have left <laughs> is that yes. they're the last team to back to back it. <laughs> We're getting the name doing the Patriots set on Super Bowl Sunday by God. Yep. <laughs> I, I I I am I, I here's the thing. I know a lot of people are rooting for for Baltimore because they like Lamar Jackson and they don't like Taylor Swift and they don't want Swift to be in the Super Bowl. But here's my thing. I don't like the precedent that Lamar Jackson set of, I'm going to take every ounce of that money. I don't need an agent. I'm going to do this all myself. And he got rewarded for it. I don't like that. I really don't. I know we say get the bag, but I that to me, that's a selfish move if ever. 
And I can live with the Chiefs paying Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars and him winning. And I can live with Taylor Swift being at the game more so than I can win, can live with watching Lamar Jackson win that trophy. Mm-hmm. So for that reason and that reason alone, go Chiefs. Plus, think of the think of the State Farm or, or State Farm commercials that'll come out of this season. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, the, the the Chiefs are absolutely, without a doubt, one hundred percent and more getting that match. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also in the in the the one thing that I'll uh, that in that. Lamar Jackson contract is I appreciate that an agent isn't making money off of his giant contract. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I expect that he was managed to be able to do that on his own. Uh, but at the same regard, I still think it's a hell of a lot more money than they should be paying. Um, it, again, most people, but I would argue that until this season, he had not justified any of his contracts. Yeah, I mean, that that was my whole thing, and that's most of my argument with most of the the things like Joseph. Any every damn one of the players that made the history, or that that made those history signing contracts, pretty much had no reason to be signing or being given those history making contracts. Just about every one of them, um, and. Even if they did have some justification, it still didn't tone out well. The stairs at Cincinnati and the Joey Burrow injury. Um, but, like, even then, like, in comparison to the to the relative success of, of Jalen Hurts' contract, they, they, they both had the same end game there in that they made a Super Bowl and lost it. Uh, I'm just not convinced the Eagles are coming, going to make it back either. They obviously did not make it back this year, <laughs> but no. uh, uh, it's it's been that weird "why now" moment of why are you now paying this? Like, I feel like those those types of things, those types of contracts, should be withheld for you've won a Super Bowl. Then Vin will consider paying you that much money. You know how it is. When it's your turn, it's your turn. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's that it's that dichotomy in my brain of I fully understand that these players have very limited careers, very limited, and a lot of them come from next to nothing, and I fully appreciate that. Uh, and I and I and to get the bag. But it also there's a there's still a, a a in the business side of how much are you harming the rest of the team by giving them this bag, and more often than not it is a hell of a lot you are harming the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the, except for the absolute exception to the point, proven time and time again, Patrick Mahomes is the exception to the rule. You could pay yes. him four billion dollars, and they're still going to get something out of that. Because, because the, the, it's not just him. The entire team is, is somehow manages to, to get it done. That's what you have when you have a genius as a head coach, I guess. I was going to say, Big Red knows how to coach him. He, damn sure. 
Now, speaking of coaches, let's move on to the next game and continue going back to our conversation about Dan Campbell and the Lions culture. Can they go into San Francisco and keep the Niners out of the Super Bowl? It's certainly possible. Absolutely. Um, and it, I mean, this, just as you said that uh, in Joey Burrow's first injured season, where you were of the belief that he would have willed them to relevancy that season uh, had he remained healthy. Uh, I will akin that to if they, if the Lions are going to win this game, it is because Dan Campbell wills it so. He is the quote-unquote Joey Burrow in this scenario. Um, because you can tell every bit of it. You, you, like, he wants it not because he wants it for himself. He wants it for them and everyone else. Damned, his personal achievements be damned. He's in this for them and the city. Because he directly lived through the worst possible thing a sports franchise can go through. And in a winless season, not just a winless season, the first 16, uh, 0-16 season in all of history. So, obviously there's that, he, that deep drive to, to, I'd imagine, make up for that in some way. But also just show them that they can be relevant that he and they can they still have a reason to to be loyal to this fan base um so if they win this it will be because of him absolutely and now i get to ask the question do they hmm it it, it is it's very tough. Um, I think. I think it's. I think honestly, it might come down to defense. And I, I think the Niners' defense is is just going to cause just a little bit more problem. Um, but who? This. That's is, a perfectly fair that, take. This is one that just stares at you like it really can go either way. Um, but there's just something. I I'm just sitting here going, I'm perfectly fine with either option as well. Like in the in the grand scheme of things, if I like, just who do I want to win? I either one of them, and I'll I'll be happy in that regard. It'll be something great, it, a great game overall. I expect. Um, okay, Yoda. I, yes, uh, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Niners by like by no more than three. He made his call. He made his call. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The Lions will fight till the absolute last second because that's what Campbell has built. That's who they are. That's just, that's just the Detroit Lions and we love him for it. Absolutely. So, I'm, that this is the, this of all things is the game I'm most excited for because on one hand, if the Niners win, then 
I get some satisfaction anyway by being a default bandwagoner because my mom f- has followed them since. Uh, uh, I believe Steve Young era is really when she was. Wow. I think that was right towards the end. Um, like she's never been deep into football, but like if, when she's if there's followed, a football it's... game on, that's who she wants to watch. That, like, that's fair. Game. That's fair. Um, but but. As long as I've watched football, that's that's the the one she'd ask about. Um, and then, of course, on the other hand, you get to see the resurgence of uh, one of the you know one of the pinnacle teams of the league, right? Like you think of the league, you think Detroit Lions. It's just that. I don't know what league you're talking about. Well, I mean, you think of them as uh, it's historical, right? They're, 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 okay, okay, they're, I'll give you that. Like, they're one of the ones that have been around for a long time. Sure, they haven't been, like, Barry Sanders, things of that sort. You've got a lot of history tied with it, right? And then you also, both the good and the bad. Obviously, you have the bad, well, you know, they were the ascent of a joke for quite a while, <laughs> and plenty of my jokes. Um, but you you see the 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 resurgence into into something more than that. I mean, this is as relevant as the vines have ever been in in my lifetime. That's fair. That that's fair. I'll give you that. Do you know when the lions got started? No, I do not remember. They got started in 1930 as the Portsmouth Spartans in Portsmouth, Ohio. They relocated to Detroit in 1934 after, after financial struggles forced them to move from Ohio. There's your fun fact. That does not count as what you learned this week. No. No, I, I definitely have mine uh, banked up. Okay. Let's move on to that, though, after I go back and realize what I didn't do in the AFC Championship game. Who wins the ASC Championship game? What's your Super Bowl prediction? So um... Niners, ver- Niners versus who? I'm going to say uh, Super Bowl 54, we matched the Niners and Chiefs. As will I. Now I get to go to what we learned this week. So, what did you learn this week? Um, I'm going to split into two short things. Um, one, the I, I think it was towards the end of last week, so it was between, between last, uh, last Wednesday and then today. Um, I believe it was the researchers at the University of Cambridge or Cambridge University? I don't remember how they, what order they do it, but in Cambridge, uh, if I recall properly, uh, we're utilizing the James Webb Space Telescope, and uh, for whatever that means, you know, the data sets or however you know one actually does that. But data that they got uh, shown evidence of a black hole that was over thirteen billion years old. It's still in that 13 billion range, of course, but um, pretty much as old as we understand the universe to be as far as, you know, we can detect. Um, And it was, if I recall properly, it was much, or because we're seeing it 13 billion, we know it to be 13 billion years old, it means that we're seeing it effectively uh, as it has formed in its early stages of life, so to speak. And what they observed was that 
it was logical than they understood black holes to be able to be at that early formation or that early existence of a black hole. And that led that leads them to to believe or postulate two things. One, um, they either just exist larger, like just begin larger than we thought, or two, they're able to consume matter at a rate much faster than they believed possible. And I believe they're leaning more towards that with the with the bit of data that they have. Um, but nevertheless, it's that discovery has a, has already sh begun a shift or will begin a shift in our thinking of black holes and how they form and how they function or behave in those early stages. Uh, black holes are fun. Never a bad time when you learn something new about a, a black hole, uh, other than thinking of the fact that there's one at the center of our galaxy. Uh, <laughs> Don't terrify me, Darren. Don't do right. that. I'm already having a bad day. <laughs> We're billions of years from that. It's okay. Um, the other quick thing was that I, I, I very I saw a, um, a breakdown very briefly, a, a very concise breakdown on um, how and when a vaccine is able to inhibit transmission of what it's protecting against versus inhibiting strictly a dis disease state of what it's protecting. Um, and it all depends on where and how the virus or bacteria is replicating, the function by which they have to replicate. So measles, for example, very, very effective vaccine. Not only does it prevent disease state if, if you happen to be infected, it prevents transmission because of how it replicates. And it replicates, it has to replicate, if I recall properly, inside of an immune cell. Um, and to get there takes takes a while. And once it's there, to replicate takes something along the lines of 10 or 15 days. So that long, arduous process provides ample window to stop it from being able to to replicate. You can't replicate, you can't transmit, transmit and you also can't cause disease. Um, and that's why the measles vaccine is so damn effective. Uh, something on the long the lines of a respiratory virus or respiratory disease in, in the direct example of COVID is that can replicate, or once it hits the lungs, it starts replicating. So it's a very rapid uh, replication. And it's also what's considered an external replication. Um, but, but it's still inside the organism, of course. Um, so the window is much, much narrower. By the time it's, you, the immune response has, has uh, made its move, uh, there's already been replication. And it's in the lungs, meaning it's easy route to transmit. Measles obviously is not generally going to be transmitted from your uh, from your lungs there. And if it is in that ten day window, you obviously it's not going to occur. So the COVID vaccine is then able to prevent or mitigate disease state 
but not transmission. So I can still infect someone. However, obviously, if they're vaccinated, then they're also much less likely to develop a disease state. So that was a very interesting breakdown I saw. Also, this thing I already knew, but in case you weren't aware, being infected with measles, if you've actually you know been infected, gone through disease and all of this stuff, it binds to a part on your immune cells that if you're that it's um, if it's caused disease, it can actually wipe immunity to other infections that you might have built. I don't remember if it's all or just a wide range, but it's able to basically a, a successful measles infection that causes a disease state also is able to wipe the memory of your immune cells to other infections that you have built immunity to. I did not know that. I I never would have guessed it either. Wow. Yeah, me, huh. measles, and there's a so there's a reason why you need to vaccinate against measles, people. Yeah. yeah. I say this as there are active cases being tracked right now in the United States. One of them coming straight out of Dulles International, <laughs> not not an hour away from me. And isn't that just a little sad? Just a bit. I learned something a little less depressing <laughs> than you, although it is certainly what the hell worthy. I learned that PETA is back is back at their uh, normal. What the hell were you thinking? Did you read the press release before you sent it? Ways. They want to replace Punxsutawney Phil with a giant coin. Their argument being that groundhogs are shy animals. They are not meant to don't like being around people. And that it's basically abuse to pull them out of the ground and say, here's the groundhog every, every February 2nd. Uh, they, their argument for sending the giant coin is that, hey, his he's it, he got the same mods for the coin, right? Heads is safe while we said winners, hails is, is early is early spring. <clears throat> That's their argument. And again, I, I'm that part is not is not wrong. Like I yeah. really I, I don't I'm not saying they're wrong there, but I'm also saying it's like what did, again, did you did you did you read this before you sent it? <laughs> Or did you just type it up in a, in a in a fit of rage and just hit send to every news organization on the email list? Yeah, it probably. I mean, I, I have to without having any fact checking on this. Obviously, I did not look anything further. I have to imagine that the groundhog by which uh, that they ch- use for uh, for Groundhog's Day um, is probably a, a bred in captive in captivity groundhog. I would say uh, they're not just grabbing some wild freaking groundhog, you know what I mean? And uh, I have to imagine that said groundhog is treated fairly well. Yeah, um, especially if if you've got an entire day dedicated to its uh, its brethren. Um, so yeah, PETA has, while they're, I I used to say while they're they're beliefs. Or, or rather, their their uh, yeah, their ideals are commendable, and that it, yet their execution is very poor. I've long since shifted to more of a these people are just out of their minds. Like it's not even 
it's not even about ethically treating animals anymore. It's just demonizing anyone who thinks of of any type of thing in which an animal is used to benefit humanity in any way. Like literally. It's not just that. It's it's straight up misinformation that they will give you to do so. I mean, the 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 big the big examples being in the pet in the past past was one their shearing sheep is bad for sheep uh campaign in which they had a fully you know she uh, a woolly sheep and then they compared it to a very doctored image of a sheep that was you might as well have called it having uh, akin to having alopecia in that it was so patchy and, and and everything, and it was an entirely doctored image and entirely false. Such that if they knew anything about freaking sheep, especially uh, sheep in captivity, but sheep in general, uh, it's not good for them to just uh, infinitely grow uh, their wool. It in it in fact can blind them and cause other problems for them. So, yeah, they, they kind of do need that shaving. Uh, and two, when they went after my boy Steve Owen, that was the last straw. Yeah, he's like, when they, Darren's like, I'm going to go after him now. When they said that he was anything but a conservationist and he did everything for the selfishness of, of taking advantage of animals, that's when I understood that they didn't have any damn fight in ethically treating animals. They just wanted to attack people. Um, because... He he is everything and more uh, of a comp, uh, of a conservationist, and every all the work he and his family and the the zoo that they uh, associated with them has done to protect animals and endangered species is nothing short of phenomenal. What are we gonna do with these people? Hopefully, somebody just decides to ignore them and stop. Putting and that and stop publishing their shit in the news. Maybe one day. But unfortunately, we know that won't happen. No, no, because <laughs> no, no, like no, no, you no. and I, a reporter has to eat. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I am unfortunate enough to know that there's an old saying and this isn't exactly a a, a a like for like but it's the same basic idea if it bleeds it leads mm-hmm. which translates to if I can get people to look at it I'm going to do it yep. and by God if people want to look at the crime people want to look at the dead body I'm gonna put it on the in the a1 and if people want to keep shouting about how a treated animal I'm gonna keep putting it out there yeah. I hate it, but it's what people do now. I don't know why. I, well, actually, I know why, but I don't. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the show's over either. But that's kind of all I have to talk about. <laughs> Short one today. Mm-hmm. We, we made it a little bit longer talking about some things, but it was a good conversation. Yep. So with that, we'll be back next week to discuss. Well, we still have several openings in the NFL still, so we'll have more NFL news coming down. Uh, throughout the pike as uh, as the week goes on, I have no doubt. Especially now that one of the big gets is off the market now. So everyone can kind of go, okay, we're going to get a hardball. Okay, we're not. Move on to, to plan B. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see where that goes. And we will know who's playing in the Super Bowl this time next week. Yep. And we will talk about that when we know it. So until then, 
This has been season four, episode, I think, 26 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I don't have shut my computer. So I'm run down in front of me. I, <laughs> I, I edited the, the thing. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.